Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. We're here today to put the her and mirror. Mirror her. Mirror her. Mirror. Anyway, I can't. Hi, my name is Eager. <laughs> I think a few weeks ago you said you were going to start doing real words. Uh huh. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I'm just saying we gave up already. <laughs> it's a real, that mirror is a real word. I mean, it is, but I and guess what I meant is. It has an in it. Kind of. It has an er in it. It sounds like it does if you say it right <laughs> or wrong <laughs> yesterday nikki was talking to me about something and she was like i just she was trying to make something more sheologian z and she's like i just can't think of a she or a her that would fit this nikki's our designer mm-hmm. and i was like oh and then i just started typing up and sending him to her and she's like oh wow i wouldn't have thought of those and i'm like it's that's, really it's really any word pronounced that's why correctly that's why i this is i was like i do this every week <laughs> I have so much practice. Welcome to my job. <laughs> Welcome to what I do. I'm always thinking about where I can fit her or she into it. I think well, we're going to go Sheezen's greetings. Anyway. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Sheezen's greetings. She's a, she's, I can't. That it, yeah. <laughs> Some of them are heart. Sheezen's. Sheezen's. She's, okay. She, I can't. Anyway. Hi, I'm Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. Enjoy. If you are listening to this on the day that I released it, Joy will be celebrating one year of yes. the motherhood. Yes. What great deep insights <laughs> do you have coming up on a year? I mean, it's been a year. She's one. Yeah. Um, Tomorrow we're going to be her patient. party. Be patient. Okay. And pray a lot. <laughs> I don't have any new insights. I'm not the first. I'm far from the first person to have done this. Thankfully. Yes. I, I'm very happy that that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. apologize. Even if you have a one-year-old, if you need to apologize to your one-year-old, apologize to your one-year-old. Hmm. Okay. I think sometimes we're like, ah, oh, they don't know. Mm, yeah, they know more than... But there's plenty of people who don't know they need an apology from you. <laughs> they still might. <laughs> Yikes. That's a whole topic <laughs> on its own. Okay. Yeah. The criteria yeah. for an apology is not that the person's aware right. that they need no, to hear it. <laughs> that's disturbingly true. Um, are you, I was super emotional mm-hmm. uh, around Clementine's first birthday. Do you feel that way about it? Cause I, I was, that was a thing. I'm just really me. excited to see her excite excitement yeah um yeah and she's just she it's like they know they're about to turn one okay and that means they're getting so big so big so they they just their little personalities flourish even more Mm -hmm. and they start talking and smiling and becoming more personable and she is yeah it's like it's like she knows, like, yeah. oh, I'm growing up, so I have to start doing more grown-up 
things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's an interesting time because we're hitting the point. So like we co sleep. Right. She still nurses like a mad woman. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, it, it's getting to the point where I always just want to sleep with her. Mm-hmm. But also, if I move slightly in the night, she wakes up. So we're getting to the point where uh, yeah, we do need a little space. You're thinking about planning so, some changes, maybe. Yeah. And okay. so maybe my lack of sleep is making me less like, oh, I don't want her to get bigger. Maybe it's like, maybe, <laughs> maybe I can handle this. Yeah. <laughs> She'll probably sleep in our bed till she's 15. <laughs> Just kidding. But, well, yeah. that's exciting. Yep. She's one. Yeah. When you're listening to this, she'll be one. And it is, I mean, I think if anything, it's not so much about her. It's just like how quickly time, right. pa- like how much, can, it's not how fast time passes. It's just how much can be fit into such a short, short relatively or, short mm-hmm. amount of time. Mm-hmm. A lot. There's you in one, in the course of one year, you can be a completely different person circumstantially. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. And terrifying 2020s, obviously. Right. Well, everyone's learning that. Yeah. If they've never learned it before, you're learning it this year. Yeah, next year we'll all be like, <laughs> thank goodness we're different people. <laughs> and we're out of that. Well, speaking year. of babies, I meant to tell you, um, someone called and left a voicemail and she called while she was in labor. She <gasps> called, I love her. She called between contractions. I will make sure that you listen to it. She called between contractions and she was like, like you could hear her breathing hard and she was like, I just want to say I really loved your guys' feminism episodes and I think this might be a first. I'm in labor. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we should get her so, information I know. and send her a onesie well, or something. Well, her name is Abigail Martin, and I'm assuming that I believe I got this call yesterday. So hopefully she's given birth by now. So congratulations, Abigail. Right. I hope everything went great. <laughs> and yes, I, I'm almost positive that you were the first person to call and leave a voicemail. Unless they didn't specify. <laughs> While you're in labor. <laughs> I feel like they would have. Yeah, it's kind of, a, <laughs> kind of a big deal. But yeah, I, I wanted to tell you about that. That's awesome. Yeah. I definitely want to listen to that. Um, well, you're right. I am Joy. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And uh, can we just talk for a second? Yes. In other places, this is sort of a cliche. But here, it's necessary and i'm pretty sure you get in trouble if you don't talk about it okay the weather oh my goodness the weather the other day i was it was mid-afternoon and i was walking up my stairs and i was like it's not even hot right now i know but it's it's going back up to like where it's going to be 105 i think yeah tomorrow monday but considering we had like 50 days of 110 plus comparably yeah it was pretty it was wild uh and we have weird uh and the smog, right. smoke coverage. It was 71 degrees on Wednesday. My kids were freaking out. They were like, everyone grab a jacket. Grab a jacket. It's winter. Waylon actually put a thermal on to go to co-op. Well, you know, we have the thing about 
mm. Phoenicians is that we have these thermals and these scarves and these cute pea coats, and we never get to use and them. And if we don't pull them out in September when it's seventy-five degrees, <laughs> when will we? When we never will. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm loving it, and it's fantastic, and I can't like I. It's been so hot here, like it's been so hot that I haven't. It hasn't even like hit me that like cooler weather might actually right. be a thing yeah but i'm holding out hope because this was a very hot summer right but yeah when i came into the studio i usually turn both the thermostats down so that we can kind of cool right. down before we have to turn the air off yeah and we set them to 80 but it was 75 on both of them so Wild. it just stayed nice and cool guys, in the studio <laughs> we're like 75 degrees inside that's so cold right <laughs> I feel like there's people listening to this that cannot relate to that. Right. Like, well, and I know that some weird, like some states have had weird freezes already. At this point in the year? Yeah. That's why. I don't understand. Nothing is off limits in 2020. <laughs> no, nothing. Now, so my my question is, does it end does when 20... it turns 2021? No. Or does it go until March of 2021? Because that's it's, like a full, yeah, full 12 year. months. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I keep seeing people that are weirdly excited for 2020 to be over and I'm just like, what do you have against the calendar? Like, this isn't, the problem isn't the calendar. Like the problem yeah. is not that it's 2020. That's not the problem. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure the problem is going to continue. Like, unlike. The wildfires don't know so that. <laughs> the Rona knows. If you're at a protest or if you're at church, and it will only attack. Well, the you Rona if you're at is going to know once but, election, the elections. Right, over. all this crazy stuff doesn't know that it's 2020 and that it has to be over <laughs> after December 31st. So it's obviously just going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't. I I'm not trying to be a downer, but like, why would it be over just because the year is right? I don't. That's not a thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think this is God's plan, but there's not going to be like a entire salvation moment for the world on January 1st, 2021. No. <laughs> the looting, the fuck. It's yeah. over now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys, we have to behave now because everyone's not in submission to the Lord. <laughs> what? It's I 2021, mean, you guys. Let's pray. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe 2021 is our year. Yeah. Well, get your Bibles out. Join the Bible reading challenge. That started this week. So that was exciting. Although, if you're listening to this, it's the second week. It's not too late to join. Um, I announced our book club pick last week. It's still not too late to join. We haven't started that yet. That starts September 23rd, 1 p.m. Pacific. All that information is on Patreon. It's also on Facebook. It's also on Instagram. It's also on my Twitter. So, And we'll just keep telling you. I'm just going to keep telling you about it. Go join book club. Grab the book. It's going to be great. Um, what else do I got to tell him? That's all I got. Mm-hmm. Head up Sheologians, shop Sheologians.com, grab a t-shirt, grab a mug, whatever. We've got new stuff going all the time. So check it out. That's it. Um, hey, why don't you, why are we talking about this, Joy? Um, well, we talked about it. I brought it up lightly, I think, in yeah. ep- an episode at some point, yes. maybe even two episodes. Yes. But my... Um. Okay, I'm laughing because I feel like so last week's episode and then this this episode these are things that like 
you have been thinking about. Mm-hmm. You've brought them up in passing. Yeah. You've brought them up to me, not on this show. There are things you've been thinking about. And I'm laughing because <laughs> when we do episodes around, like, one of us recommends something you've been thinking about, like, you bring us things and you're like, let's talk about our anger. Let's talk about mm-hmm. vanity. Let's talk about making ungracious assumptions. And when I bring stuff up, I'm like, let's talk about what is happening in feminism. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, um, I guess maybe for me, 2020 has been the year of like besetting sins. Yeah. So I've really been into Mm -hmm. what's hiding where and how do we confront the way, you know, whacking the bees nest. Right. Um, I'm all, I'm here for it. Yeah. Well, and so that's, this. it just made me laugh. The vanity episode is that way too. Cause vanity is just, I mean, obviously vanity is pride. It's a version of pride. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's something that women deal with. Yeah. And we have our own little euphemism for it. Hmm. And then of course the culture has sort of, Mm-hmm. Well, the culture has sort of, they define everything, right, mm-hmm. for themselves without God. Right. Um, and so they've defined it in a way that's actually probably more con- contrary to the Bible than we should be. Like, we shouldn't be adopting the culture's view of right. what vanity is and why people are vain and right. Um, and that kind of thing. So really, we're I'm just recommended this episode because it's something that we shouldn't just assume Mm -hmm. we don't have a problem with (sighs) yeah um and obviously there's much to be said um i am kind of curious as to how you came at the the issue of (laughs) vanity um i think that I guess it's a good place to start is that Mm -hmm. I'm not just, I didn't just pick vanity for a women's podcast because women are so consumed with their thoughts (laughs) or consumed with their looks. And right. But what I realized is that, um, I know women Mm -hmm. dealing with vanity, Mm -hmm. but nobody really talks about it. Right. It almost seems it's, it's when's the last time someone was like, I'm vain to you. It's not something we ever really own up to. People aren't right. asked when you're in a lady's study or in a right. prayer thread or whatever. Yeah. It's not something that people are really like, wow, I am really struggling with idolizing the way that I look. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, vanity extends too to kind of like the work of your hands, like mm-hmm. your accomplishments too. Mm-hmm. And so I guess for me, I'm more focused on like the idolatry of your physical appearance. Okay. Um, just because I think that, uh, I mean, obviously the work of your hands is idolized very frequently as well, but for some reason we think, I don't know. It just, most women are very private about their struggles yeah. with how they look, whether mm-hmm. they like the way they look or they don't like the way they look. Yeah. Um, and I guess I want to make that clarification, which is that we, I think we, we tend to think of pride as something that we sort of like beam over and mm-hmm. swell, but, um, yeah, that's not always true. Yeah. Pride <laughs> is the love of self. And so, so 
you know, um, and a a negative obsession with yourself Mm -hmm. is also pride. If you think about, I kind of, a way that I, that I, uh, I find it helpful to, to think about pride and maybe more specifically vanity is if you imagine like a golden statue of yourself Mm -hmm. and like, so pride is bowing before the statue and making sacrifices before it Mm -hmm. but pride is also uh buffing all the little smudges and filling in the cracks and and constantly like um paying all this attention to this idol so that nobody thinks anything's wrong or nobody's paying it attention in this way and so i think uh, just another part of it that makes it a little harder to diagnose is that it's uh vanity isn't just like oh i love the way i look i love my golden statue right it's like if you spend all your time Mm -hmm. making this building this statue and keeping it perfect Mm -hmm. uh that's also pride Mm -hmm. so we don't want to mistake right we don't want to give us we don't want to be like oh i have no pride to confess because Mm -hmm. because i think poorly of myself Mm -hmm. and i i think that there are women and I don't know. I don't know where the split lies, but plenty of women struggle. Well, plenty of women love their physical appearance, mm-hmm. and plenty of women hate their physical appearance. Mm-hmm. Two sides of the same coin right. is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that obviously being vain, being prideful, they're very closely related. Um, you really can't do one without the other. <laughs> um, so there, you cannot like untangle those concepts. But I do think it's important what you're saying about, um, and I hadn't thought about this, but I have had a lot of thoughts about this of, um, you know, hiding things out of pride, uh, not wanting people to see or to know. Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, having, having a, a we've talked before about the, the immodesty of just like laying it all out there and just come see what a mess I am right. and come hither and look into my problems and check it out. Um, and then you have the, I think the opposite end of that is hiding everything out of pride of not wanting to appear right. weak, not wanting to appear like you have needs. Or, um, I mean, I do. And this is the thing I think is super, uh, it's super accepted in female circles, not wanting to look old. Oh yeah, or fat. Mm-hmm. The, and I'm not talking about just like pinching your love handles and being like, "Man, I should have started working out six months ago." I mean, like, and this is, and I'm, I may not be talking to everybody, mm-hmm. but we, ass- we just think like, "Oh, we're Christians, like we don't have a problem with that." But think about like when is the last time, like there are there are women that cancel go plans Mm -hmm. because of how they look Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. there are women that they won't uh they're if they like go to a party they don't want to be photographed if Mm -hmm. they and and we're talking about like anxiety that accompanies this right or you're talking about people that they they i'm not saying uh taking a long time to pick out an outfit is sin but Mm -hmm. if you're if you're spending an hour agonizing over how fat you look in your clothes and you feel horrible about yourself and it's all you can think of and you have Mm -hmm. a nasty attitude 
um, it's like affecting your day. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I may not be talking to you, but am I talking to you? <laughs> I, what I'm saying is that I, it's just something that I've heard. And, I, you know, I'm not going to give specific examples of the things that I've heard recently sure. because there will be people that are like, oh, I think she might be talking about me. <laughs> um, the point is, is like I said, I haven't heard women saying, um, I'm struggling with this right now. Mm-hmm. I, d- I've n- I don't think I've ever heard anyone confess vanity to me. Huh. And yet I know. Yeah. And then I'm he- I'm hearing like it's happening. This is happening. It's happening. I'm allowing right. or like, you know, yeah, and it's it's happens in a way that that you like I don't know, there are women that forsake the health of their family because they feel like they need to look a certain way. And so, you know, obviously we're on a spectrum here. There's these very like extreme examples mm-hmm. and those are the ones that we tend to think well, you know, like those aren't common. My point is, are they uncommon or sure. are we just not talking about it? Yeah. How often are you being sinfully, like just sinful and vain mm-hmm. and and saying like, oh, that's just something else. Yeah. Or, I mean, a big thing that I've been thinking about in terms of how the culture views vanity. So obviously we, and we've talked about this a little bit, but like beauty standards and like um you know we shouldn't be letting the world uh decide how we're supposed to look and all this stuff but when a woman is vain we're more likely to focus on what someone did to her to make her feel like Mm. she needs to focus on her looks instead of just being like oh well of course she's beset with pride because she's a human (laughs) right you know and i'm not it's easier to say oh the standard is too high than to right you're saying it's easier to blame that right than to blame the sin of of pride and of course there's legitimate you know i understand that there are there are bullies out there there are people that are legitimately made to feel physically but the point is is we're not supposed to For some reason, whenever someone, it's very common that when someone says like, I don't like my personal, I don't like my physical appearance, we're so quick to focus on, well, don't let your physical appearance be the standard of your worth and value. And that's true. But at the same time, it's like, why are we going there and not like, well, like, are you being proud? Like, what, mm-hmm. what are you, how did you, how did you get to this point? We've, right. we've sort of. How do of, you think you deserve to look? Right. <laughs> yes. And, and that's, but that's really the, when you, in today's world, when you don't like how you look and mm-hmm. you have an issue with how you look, um, the prescription generally mm-hmm. is to improve how you look at yourself, have a better, mm-hmm. have a, you know, have like a clearer view of your value and worth and all this stuff. But it's like, what if it's not, what if I'm not worried about my physical appearance because I'm connecting it to my value and worth? What if I'm just a prideful sinner? <laughs> <laughs> what if that's an option? <laughs> but because, <laughs> right because that's so common Mm -hmm. 
we don't really we're like we sort it. of yeah we just yeah. It, basically I guess what I'm saying is we haven't been discerning enough with the issue of vanity we either assume we're not struggling with vanity right um so how do you how do you mortify that sin well it's kind of well, it's kind of like what we talked about with anger I think a lot of it starts with um, identifying it in yourself. Yeah. Number one, you have to see it. Okay. Right. So you, you can't, can't kill Well, you're going to have a hard time killing, fighting something you can't see. Right. <laughs> okay. Or if you're act, especially if you're active, like, even if you're not hiding it, if you're actively saying like, cause I just, I just feel like most, most women, it, there are even some women that are like, I so don't care about my physical appearance. Like, I don't, I don't care about it at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, that's an obsession with your physical, it can be an obsession with your physical appearance too. Like appearing so low maintenance. Well, that's actually one of the points I had to discuss, uh, which is the, the fake piety in response to not wanting to be vain. I think you mentioned there's this spectrum, right? So just when we're talking about anger, yes, there's different <laughs> anger doesn't always manifest itself in the same ways in all of us. And you have people who, Obviously, you're human. You're gonna, you're going to get angry. You're human. You're going to be prideful. There's this spectrum here, and something I have uh, noticed that some of us are vulnerable to is we don't want to be vain. We don't want to be prideful, mm-hmm. and the answer essentially is to instead be super frumpy. Right. <laughs> so instead of like, instead of taking care of ourselves or or wanting to dress respectfully or with dignity, we're like, well, I am so not worried about how I look that I am wearing a potato sack and my dad's new balances. And how's that? Right. And that's just another way of dressing up your golden statue of yourself is what right, I'm saying. Right. Like, not, not that you're automatically doing that. Well, I'm, and obviously I'm just saying like, you know, that isn't the answer to, I, I would say that's not how you address not being prideful. Right. I don't think saying, I don't care, who cares? I'm, why do you, all you guys care about how you look and I don't care, look at me. And like you literally, you know, you're intentionally being slovenly. You're caring about how you look. <laughs> right. It's like, well, actually you really do care you how care, you look. You care but, how other people but are not, seeing you. Right. Not being vain isn't being frumpy right like that that's not that's some people i think mistakenly think that that's the answer is like well if i try to look good i'm being vain so i'm gonna look bad and so now i'm definitely not being vain because who would be you know impressed with this i'm not trying to impress anyone and it's like no i think christian as christians our goal should be to uh live and carry ourselves in all of our ways in our speech in our dress and how we present ourselves with dignity and with respect for others so i think in this conversation what's missing a lot of the time on both ends of the the spectrum is that piece of respect for others so just as it is incredibly self-centered and self-focused to uh especially for us as women to dress inappropriately to you know 
super short skirt, super tight everywhere, super low cut. That shows a lack of respect for others. It's super self-centered. It's mm-hmm. completely self-serving, right? But at the same time, uh, when you dress super frumpy, slovenly, you don't want anyone to look at you and you're going to make sure you eschew anything that might be pretty. Right. <laughs> um you're going to make other people uncomfortable as well. It's uncomfortable to be around a woman who is not completely dressed in public. That's not, it's not Mm -hmm. comfortable. It's uncomfortable to be around someone in a potato sack. And I'm not going to throw up specifics of that. I just, you guys know what I mean. Well, yeah, there's no, um, we're not here to give you like this many drops of concealer. Right. It means that now all of a sudden (laughs) you're like. That's not what it's about. We all know, we all know what it is to just completely so not care about getting dressed in the morning that you end up making other people uncomfortable because you, you rolled out of bed like this and you are so not vain. You don't care what you look like. Um, Well, and especially if it's done in an attempt to show how not vain you are. Right. So there's, there's end, there's two different ends of the spectrum here that are missing. I think the important piece of Christian dress, which is that we, we are respectful. We are dignified we care about the people around us. Like this is a concept I think is largely lost on our generation today. You know, we look back and, and obviously there's things about people in the forties and the fifties, and I don't desire to glamorize their lifestyle. But what I will say is that they, they did have maybe took it too far, but they had this idea that the way that you dress does show respect for others. That's Mm -hmm. why people, when they went to go get on an airplane, they wore a suit, they wore a dress. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they're going to be in this tightly packed space with a bunch of strangers for a long time. And so a lot of the way that they dress was out of respect for others. Mm -hmm. That doesn't, I'm again, I'm not saying we need to go back to the forties and fifties, but what I'm saying is that idea. You can check your mail without your lipstick on. It's fine. I don't care. (laughs) But what I am saying is, is that idea of, when I leave the house, it is incumbent upon me to love God and love neighbor in the way that I dress. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever, but I have had to sit next to a stranger on a plane for hours who she clearly, she did not get dressed. Okay. I had to stare at her thighs for three hours. I had to stare at her chest as it was falling all over me for three hours. Like that was not, she was not showing respect for the people around Mm. her. I don't know you ma'am. And even if I did, I still wouldn't want your thighs or your breasts on me. Yeah. But like, so what I guess what I'm saying is that idea of you don't being respectful of others in the way that you dress and being conscious of that is not vanity. Right. And it is not pious to dress in a manner that eschews anything dignified right so eschewing dignity like you know what if you have giant purple bags under your eyes i don't care i love you anyway but also i'm not going to judge you if you put some concealer on right like this could just be a sign of respect for people maybe when i come into work i don't want you to know that i was up all night with the baby i don't want you to focus on that i'm gonna take three seconds to do this whatever either way i just think this is an aspect of the vanity conversation that we don't really think about a lot. Um, and you know, uh, you had said, it's, <laughs> I can't remember who said it to me first, but someone did point out, they were like, you know, um, there are some people who are uncomfortable going out without putting makeup on. 
And I know that's a big conversation for women. Mm -hmm. That is a big. Yeah. (laughs) And some women can't relate to that. And some women deeply relate to that. Right. And some women are in between. And obvious, obviously, if we were, if someone came to you or I with one of these problems, we would counsel them a certain way because we know them. Right. Right. Um, and so I don't know everybody that's listening to this. Um, what I don't want to do is encourage someone who's maybe already leaning towards that. I don't care how I look and I never wear makeup and feeling very pious for it. I don't want to encourage them off the cliff over to that end of the spectrum. And then someone who's so superficial, insecure, can't get over themselves, can't go to Walmart without makeup. I don't want to push them off the cliff onto that even further. Um, A lot of this absolutely does have to do with your intention and your motivation and your heart behind it. Um, If you're going to show up to church without makeup and you're just so proud of yourself because all the women around you have to wear makeup, but you're there to love the Lord and not your face, you know, maybe there is an intention. That's that's vanity. (laughs) That's vanity. The opposite, (laughs) like the opposite of vanity is not, um, I don't care. Vanity is not, (laughs) I... I just care so uh, much that I need to be put together perfectly all the time. Right. And that, and then the opposite of it is not, you know, I'm right. frumpy. So, right. I mean, both are, both are, both of those are vanity. Both of those are pride in your f- physical appearance. Right. They're just it opposite just of one another. Yeah. And yeah, that's the thing is that this is one of those things that, there is no, like, I'm not here to give you my opinion on lip injections, plastic surgery, <laughs> right? That's uh, not... going to the gym every day. Right. Um, and the, and I guess that's the reason why I'm doing this episode because I'm not here for that. Mm-hmm. And generally mm-hmm. people aren't going to show up in your life every day and go, why do you go to the gym every day? Right. Why do you want that uh, <laughs> tummy tuck? Right. Why do you want that? And my point is, is you are, it's a very... It's it's very uh, vanity takes place in the heart. Yeah. Um, and so and it this doesn't is, show up in your appearance in the same right. way as the next yes. person necessarily. Right. And so you cannot wait to um, for someone to come and say to you, you wear a lot of makeup. Do you struggle with vanity? Because they shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> they shouldn't be doing that. That's wrong. But because that's my point. I see from how much eyeliner you have on that you're struggling with a deadly sin. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so my point is that I like I my point in bringing this up. Yeah. Is that you it's it's very similar to anger. We have a lot of private time as women to be obsessed with how we look. So be aware right. of that. Um right. And don't file vanity away as something that a good Christian woman cannot struggle struggle with. with. Yeah. Um, And be real with yourself. It's something that we like to, even in our, we can be vain and then a moment later be like, oh, I'm so glad I don't struggle with that. I'm just saying like, yeah, you know, really consider. One of the things that I've been thinking about in relation to this is uh, we did have a listener ask us, call in and ask us once, um, you know, is it prideful for Christians to mimic God in being creators of things? So God is the ultimate creator. He created us. 
he obviously cares about things that are artistic and beautiful. Like there's no, no artist like God, right? He, he has made the most beautiful things. Um, should we be striving after that? And I would say, yes, absolutely. I would say an aspect of being a Christian is imitating God in, in creating beautiful things and in loving beautiful things. We are told to think, think on things that are lovely. (laughs) Um, and that includes, physically beautiful things. I mean, God, God could have created a world and dropped us into a world where thing, there were no sunflowers and there were no sunsets and there were right. no beautiful things to look at, but God is a good God and he gave us these beautiful things to look at and enjoy and appreciate. And um, I think that when we strive to reflect God, obviously none of us are ever going to create ex nihilo out of nothing like God. Um, But I think part of honoring him is loving and enjoying the beauty of his creation and in wanting to create beautiful things. And I don't think that 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 isn't vanity. (laughs) That is not vanity. Vanity. Uh, And that's why I mentioned the golden statue because God being the original creator is worthy yeah of being worshipped yes you are the creation you are not worthy yeah so while beautiful yes you're not a beautiful creation creator but you are not the creator you are not the one responsible for that and obviously we need to be careful to define beauty as god defines beauty um and that's obviously a very specific thing that is that is frequently uh very very frequently different than what the world says, but ultimately because all humans are made in the image of God, even the things that they say that are beautiful, that aren't are just imitations. They're perversions of what we should find beautiful. So even in that, you know, we can't escape our creator. We can't escape being made in the image of God, um, in those ways. And we all, I think inherently we crave beauty because we are made in the image of God. Yeah. Um, and so I want to be careful in the discussion, uh, to, to, to not deny that God, God is the God of all the little tiny, beautiful things (laughs) and he, they were his idea first. And so when we align and pursue beauty in the way that he has defined it, we aren't being vain. We are worshiping God. Right. And that's a good thing to do. So obviously, if you say the word vanity and you think of it in the Bible, you think of my one of my favorite books, the Bible, which is Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. And um, I so I've been thinking about Ecclesiastes a lot. And um, his definition, Solomon's definition of uh, vanity. Uh, Solomon is, is, is not specifically... There's no reason to believe that Solomon didn't write it. (laughs) Is he specifically named in the book? I don't believe so. Maybe. Anyway, um, the book has a lot to do with vanity. And I just wanted to point out really quickly, I don't know how familiar my listeners are. I don't know. When was the last time y'all went and read Ecclesiastes? It's not a heavily... (laughs) It's usually not... I love it. My husband reads Ecclesiastes. I love it. Yeah, I love Ecclesiastes. Um, 
But send us a voicemail if you're one of the Ecclesiastes <laughs> if you're one of those, people. If you're one of those. If you're just like crack open your Bible and you're like, hmm, mm, Ecclesiastes. What am I going to read today? <laughs> I think it's Ecclesiastes. Well, it's that's me. Days. That's me. If it's a catch up day in the Bible reading challenge, and I'm caught up. Ecclesiastes. Anyway, um, so when he gets to chapter three, he he's looking front, he's looking out, and he's noticing that everything under everything under the sun is vanity. Um, but what he's getting at in the book is that when we remember that God has set everything in motion, the way he set everything in motion, that God is sovereign, that that God is the one who. Uh, you know, the sunrise, the sunset, everything has this appointed season and it's all from God. When we remember that it's the work of God, that is when it is beautiful, not empty, not meaningless. It's not meaningless because God does it. Um, and when we know that, then we will do the appropriate, we will have the appropriate response to what appears to be vain it, and we will fear God. We'll fear God because he is the one. He's the one that made us. So whether you're obsessed with your looks or you hate your looks, fear God because he made you. Right. And he made you the way that he made you. And all the circumstances in your life and everything that is, is from God and you should fear him. You should love him. You should fear him. You should remember him as your creator. And and that that is really the heartbeat of the book of Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. Um we should tremble before the living God. And he gives, he is the one that gives meaning to the sunrise and the sunset and uh, to all things that are beautiful. And yeah, I don't, I, that is, that is the book. I think if you're looking for a book um, on how to deal with your besetting pride, I still think that book will help you greatly, but maybe not in the way that you're looking for, (laughs) you know, um, so yeah, that's all. Well, I yeah, know. and I guess the point—that's how those two different definitions of vanity kind of connect—is that like vanity, vanity assumes the superficial and fleeting, the okay. things that will go away and that are not ultimate. Yeah. Um, and so your vanity is just more specifically your pride in things mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. that uh not that they don't matter but things right. that are going to things that are not long standing yeah. like the lord right um yeah i don't know i just i um i feel like i was super vain growing up mm-hmm. i've known plenty of vain women and what I mean I by do, that is just care. I just cared. I do think what we everybody are taught, else thought. We are taught, especially as women, to very much care right. about how we look and how we dress. And that is the standard. That is the automatic catechism, you know, right. is to really care. Right. Really, really care. Right. And at the center of it is everyone is looking at you. Everyone is thinking about you. Everyone cares about you. And that's not, that is, yeah, it's not true at all. It's not true. I mean, if you want to talk about something that's fleeting, you. (laughs) Yes. You. Yeah. (laughs) You. Yeah. (laughs) 
Y'all are dying right this second. Happy Monday. Yeah. And that's what I mean. You know, you can spend all this time like spit shining your golden statue of you and making sure that you leave behind this this beautiful statue that is fit and has, you know, nice teeth or whatever. (laughs) But it's it's going away. It's going away. Yeah, and what are you forsaking that you shouldn't be forsaking while you pursue that? Right. But again, that's not a free pass to not take care of yourself or to present yourself. If you walk into church and you're like, I wonder what everyone thinks of me. (laughs) Stop. Can can whether you're wearing a long jean skirt, which there's nothing wrong with, or you couldn't leave your house because you hate your teeth and you, (laughs) I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And this, it sounds so silly. Yeah. But my encouragement is to take a second mm -hmm. outside of the silliness Mm -hmm. and confront yourself. Yeah. Are you doing right? Are you doing this? Right. And I think about, and it's not like, you know, I, as I've gotten older, I've had less of a problem with it, mm-hmm. but I'm not willing to accept that this is a young woman's problem no. because I know plenty of women yeah. that are much older than me that are still, they, they spend an extraordinary amount of time and money trying to stay youthful young. looking. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not that there's a problem with wanting to be healthy uh, yeah, be healthy present or, yourself well that's fine yeah and i don't even like there's plenty of things maybe you guys would even be surprised the things i don't have a problem with as long as you have money and it's not an idol right like <laughs> i'm not here to tell you what you can and can't do right my point is this this may be something mm-hmm. for you to think about yeah just like anger is there vanity hiding right in your life mm-hmm. um and get rid of it. Root it's it all out. fleeting anyway. It's all yeah. going away anyway, whether yeah. you get rid of it or not. Yeah. I want to encourage, I want to, I want to hopefully be encouraging. Um, we all know if you, if you've had children, you know about the six to eight weeks after you've given birth where it's hard to get out of bed, but also your pregnancy clothes don't fit. And your pre-pregnancy clothes definitely don't fit. And your body shape is just weird. And you're shaped like a pillow that someone right. hit a few times. Yeah. <laughs> and you just, and you get, you're like, oh man, I'm, I can do it. I am out of bed. I am several weeks postpartum. I'm going to church. And then you walk into your closet and you're like, oh, literally nothing in here fits me. And then your hormones hit and you're exhausted and you have that moment Yes, been there. Um, I just want to encourage you and say that literally no one at church is going to notice it the way that you are. They're just going to be happy to see you back. Right. And if that's not the case, if you're like, that's not true, I know these people, I suggest either you're lying or find a new church. Right. (laughs) Like, really, at the end of the day, um, you know, no one cares and everyone knows that you just had a baby and everyone knows it's very physically very awkward time for all of us for 99% of us um you know we've all been there and just people sometimes you just need to be reminded that people care so much less than you do what you look like yeah 
They really, really do. Like, I can remember every outfit that I wore postpartum, and I can guarantee that none of my friends do. Like, I can promise you that much. And so sometimes you just need to be reminded that you you're making this bigger in your head. Um, Well, and that's and this sounds harsh, but what that is, is pride. And obviously, depending on how far you take it, still pride. Yeah. And that's where, you know, we have, like I said, there, we can all give each other grace. And it's very important that we say, look, people don't care as much as you, all that. (laughs) But just know that that little behavior that you're seeing in yourself is pride. Don't, don't let it live there. Don't let it grow. Don't let it come home and be your pet. Right. It's not It's not just that nobody cares. Mm-hmm. It's that y- don't be proud. Don't give in Don't be it. vain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, I know that it happens and you're going to be like, Joy, you already said this. And I'm just going to insist that I'm saying it again <laughs> because... Because your first instinct might be like, oh, well, I don't have to worry about that. But it might be, it, it really, like, I really feel like it affects mm-hmm. everyone in some way. Your reaction to it mm-hmm. needs to be not proud. Yeah. Um, we need to uh, focus on mm-hmm. what matters and be worshiping what is deserving yeah. of worship. And it's not you. Yeah. My, my final thought on that is, so we're talking about a lot about how to deal with your own, your own issue. I think another way to not be vain, I think being overly cynical is a sign of being extremely vain. If you're cynical, just overly cynical about everybody else, their actions, how they dress, what they do. I actually think it's pride on your part because you right. you set yourself up above everybody and you get to look out and judge well, and that's this what I mean. person's doing this and this person's doing this. And that, Whether that it's is you caring about y- what you wear or you caring about what everyone else wears. Yeah. And I, so I think that being overly cynical is a sign of vanity, even even if it's like, I know that person's wearing lipstick because they're trying to be blah, blah, blah. That's van. That's pride mm-hmm. because you're putting yourself above this person and acting like you can read their heart and their thoughts and their intentions. And by the way, only God can do that. So if you think you can, again, you've totally misplaced golden statue of yourself. Yes. That's, that's you. That's doing that. you. Golden statue <laughs> is doing it. Um, I think that love would demand um, love demands that we we see this the log in our own eye right before we worry about the speck in someone else's it also demands that as we kill as we look for the sin in ourselves and as we address it in ourselves and we we grow in grace and we mortify the flesh like we need to be more I need to fight my sin with more intensity than I search out and fight yours. Right? right. So I, I need to expect, it's kind of like that idea of like, if I let you borrow something, right? As a Christian, I'm not going to expect it back. Right? And if you don't give it back to me, that's okay. Because I, I love you and I'm, I'm freely giving to you. However, as if I'm the person that I'm borrowing something of someone else's, I think love demands of me that I be sure to return that right. thing. Right. So there's this, 
there's this non-reciprocity <laughs> here that mm-hmm. I think Christians are supposed to live by. You give without expecting in return, but you also be the kind of person that if someone gives to you, you be careful with their item and you give it back. Like right. that is right. But you're free to give it. I'm free to take it. Whatever. Okay. What I'm saying when it comes to vanity is when we are all going to church, going to the house of the Lord, it is not your job to go into the house of the Lord and to look at others and just pierce and judge their heart and their thoughts and their motivation and look for the vanity in others. And that is another form of pride that I think is just super insidious and dangerous. And we're so given to it and we all need to not do that. So like I, what I don't ever, we shouldn't be the kind of people where anyone has to worry around me like oh does she think that i'm i'm dressing this way because i'm being falsely pious does she think i'm dressing you know we shouldn't have that if vanity is conceit and conceit is being absorbed with yourself Mm -hmm. um don't think that the solution to that is on, is being absorbed by other people and being a <laughs> with busy everyone body. else is, what everyone because, else is doing yeah because that <laughs> will make you a busybody right which the bible is also very clear very against about. very <laughs> very against so mortify your own sin be a good example to others uh dress with respect and dignity don't shine your little golden statue of yourself <laughs> well and i think too like if you are happen to be a younger woman or raising younger women Mm -hmm. just know that like the world doesn't see fit to call out vanity as pride. But if you see your daughters or you see yourself leaning towards this instead of being like, well, I have low self-worth and low self-esteem because of X, Y, and Z, just call it what it is. Just, just be like, you're being proud right now. You're being vain. Um, and the world is not about mm-hmm. you being worshipped and you being liked and uh, lifted right. up. That's not what this is about. Right. And and basically, if you raise your daughter that way, uh, you will be raising them in a very different way from how you were raised more than likely. And I'm not Mm -hmm. making a comment about your parents or anything (laughs) like that, but I'm just saying the culture that we grew up in and we're 31, Mm -hmm. if we are able to raise our daughters and when they get, you know, insecure and think everyone's looking at them, if we can say that's pride, you're not the center of the universe. We are doing them a service. Yeah. That the culture we grew up in didn't do. Will not do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They don't, they want them to think. Yeah. You are the center and everyone's looking at you and everyone's worried about you. Right. But yikes. It's just not even true. Yeah. Hey, okay. So that was, I hope, happy. I need more yerba. Did you see how fast I downed that? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was pretty quick. Mine was, <laughs> mine's gone too. I don't have a yerba, but. Uh, okay. Well, hey, you can join book club at patreon.com slash You can hit up the shop at shopsheologians.com. I mean, we had to end it that way because yeah. we, you, you mentioned Ecclesiastes, so we all, I love we're Ecclesiastes. all chaff. Go we're read all... Ecclesiastes. <laughs> vanity, we're all, all is fleeting, vanity. ashes to ashes. I hope y'all get dressed today and maybe you're less stressed. I don't know. I hope so. Anyway, that's it for this week. 
We will see you next week.